1: All right, Bill Rosenthal, the creator, writer, executive producer, and showrunner of the sitcom Everybody Loves Raymond, and the creator and host of Somebody Feed Phil, an unscripted documentary Netflix series, is back for the show's seventh season. And this time, he's taking viewers to Washington, D.C., Kyoto, Iceland, Dubai, among other places. You know, his facial expressions and obvious delight when he bites into a dish make for entertaining television, as do the heartfelt stories he tells behind each place he visits. He's also got a new children's book out that he wrote with his his daughter and we'll talk about that too phil welcome back to the show great to have you join us again
0: it's my absolute pleasure i love chicago i love you i'm
1: happy to be here. <laughs> thank you sir i I'm, I'm, thank you very much you know i'm sure this is true for millions who watch somebody feed phil but your positive energy and your smile honestly puts a smile on my face and puts me in a happy oh, place you know it really does
0: thank you I'm the luckiest guy you're ever going to talk to. That's why that smile is there. I mean, it's really true. I just feel absolutely so grateful. I get up in the morning that way. You know, maybe this is a product of getting a little older in life and feeling, I've had it pretty good. I've seen a lot of things. I've done a lot of things. I've been up, I've been down. But at the end of the day, beautiful kids, beautiful wife, beautiful dog. I have a house. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, I have this job, if you could call it a job, <laughs> that, Yeah, uh, uh, one in a million. So uh, I just feel very happy and very lucky.
1: Well, being grateful is really about what this show is all about. I walk away from, from that show feeling that and, and breaking bread with good people and doing it with love and yeah. passion. And you really honor these families and these small businesses. You really do.
0: Well, uh, they—they're what make life worthwhile too. You know, uh, I mean, I'm just—I'm just in awe of someone who is so dedicated to these simple pleasures in life, right? Yeah. The like, like somebody who can make a phenomenal sandwich or a burger or pizza, or and or and, and everything up the ladder to yeah. the fine dining places. Yeah. Those are, you know. I think I see them as almost magicians, yeah. in a way, wow. but really hardworking magicians because there's no trick. It's just hard work, talent, and taste.
1: For sure, for sure. And here you are, seven seasons in now already, which is amazing. I missed I will say I missed the show last year because you obviously you're traveling, you're taking the time yeah. to visit with people and all this stuff. I really did. Uh miss it. And you're traveling to some really amazing places. Uh, you know, Mumbai, Washington DC, Kyoto, Iceland, Dubai, the real Orlando, yeah. Taipei Scotland. Yeah, you know what that means? Yeah, tell me. You
0: know what the real Orlando means? No, no. So when we think of Orlando, we think of one thing. Yeah. Right?
1: Disney, whatever, yeah. And mm-hmm.
0: so I didn't uh I thought that was the extent of it was the 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 international food scene ended at Epcot, right? Mm-hmm. And I came to learn that Disney's been there 50 years. Mm -hmm. And in that time, they've employed tens of thousands of immigrants who have set up their communities and brought their cultures and cuisines to the city. And so it's an absolutely fantastic food scene.
1: And you've seen it from a whole different angle, yeah.
0: Absolutely. So that whole show we had to call the real Orlando because we don't set foot in Disney World. <laughs> right, right,
1: <laughs> right. I, love that. I and, love that.
0: And it's worth going to Orlando without even going there. To
1: I agree. Disney world or,
0: yeah. or or the other theme parks. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Let's let's talk about uh, let's talk about Taipei.
0: Okay, Taipei has the best street food in the world. Okay. It, it's it's a very good reason to stop in Taipei or to make it a destination, uh, you know, let's say you're going to Japan or to China or, or to anywhere else on the Pacific Rim over there, I would make a big pitch for stopping in Taipei because it's so much fun. For example, there was a lady who makes uh, scallion pancakes on her cart, okay? Mm-hmm. We all love scallion pancakes mm-hmm. in, the, in the Chinese restaurant. Mm-hmm. So here she's making them fresh in her cart. But before you get it, she cracks two eggs into the pan and fries them up and puts them in the scallion pancake hmm. and then puts a hot sauce and a savory sauce on top of that, rolls it up like a wrap, and it's one of the best breakfast sandwiches you'll ever have in your life.
1: Interesting. Not expecting that, of course. Yeah. Wow.
0: No. And there for I could name a thousand more street food things that are just as good, there's a uh, an ancient thing called a black pepper bun, mm-hmm. and it's not what you think it is. Okay. It is ground pork mixed with scallions and then put into a dough ball that is then stuck to the edge of a tandoori-style oven. And yes, it's seasoned with black pepper, but it's a precursor to the hamburger, oh, and it comes okay. out and it's piping hot, and it is so delicious. You can have that every day. I
1: was going to say, like and when, when...
0: all these, all these street foods are are like uh, pennies. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. They're they're the, how phenomenal the flavor is, how big it is, and how cheap, and how cheap it is.
1: Phil, have you ever like when you experience something so good? Have you ever tried to make it at home? Yeah, yeah. Have you?
0: Uh, I have to say that I wouldn't dare. Okay, okay, All right. Because I, can, I, there's no way I could make it like that. You feel like you're 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 in the place where it's from. Yeah. And I treasure it. And if I know, I know if I tried to make it at home, this might be a cop out. But you have to remember, I'm a terrible cook. I can't cook anything. I'm not I don't have the talent or the temperament for this. Yeah. I couldn't be a bigger fan, obviously. <laughs> but listen, I meet some of the best chefs in the world. They can't write a sitcom. So we all contribute in our way. That's very true. That's very very true. Very true. Um, I don't have to do what they do. I let them do what they do. Yeah. When they want to laugh, maybe they'll look at me. When I want to eat, I'll go to them.
1: I like that. I like that attitude. That that makes total sense for sure. Um, before I get to Iceland, I want to ask you: like, how do you even in the beginning of uh, like shooting? Like, do you start planning like where you want to go? I'm assuming you're thinking about next season already. But like, how do you make that path of all right, these are the places we're going to hit?
0: Well, first of all, every season I don't know if we're coming back. Hmm. I okay. never know. It, it, as, as popular as the show seems to be, it's a different world now, and we could be gone at any time. I have no idea how the world of entertainment works anymore. Wow. And so I never start planning anything until I know that we have another season. Okay. And then we do have a few months to get it together. And so the list starts with where do I want to go?
1: Simple as that. And then it
0: expands by uh, other people telling me where to go. Okay. And people tell me where to go all the time, especially my
1: wife. Especially your wife, yeah. Which I was going to say, your family is is more present, I think, in this season's episodes, right? right? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: Monica's in half the episodes, which is great, because she's way more popular and better looking than I am.
1: Well, and and your wife likes you, so that makes it even more ex- pleasurable, doesn't it? It does.
0: It <laughs> helps when the wife likes you. Yes. <laughs>
1: it really does. It really does. Alright, give me a okay. highlight on Iceland. Like, what, what did you discover there that was like wow? Uh,
0: first of all, I, I didn't know what to expect with the food. Mm. You don't think of... Uh, no. You don't think of Iceland first when you think of great cuisine, but I'm, I tell you, One of the great lessons is there's great food to be had everywhere, I think. You can get a great meal anywhere now. I think so. And I attribute that to the Internet.
1: Mm. Because
0: the kid in Iceland can see what a chef in uh, San Francisco is doing and and emulate it. And you'll see, the food is terrific. I had some of the best seafood I've ever had in my life there. But uh, I I had all kinds of food. I had Middle Eastern food. I had everything. They have everything. And, And it's terrific. And then the landscape... I mean, this is kind of, uh, I'm going to say our our most outdoorsy episode because I understand what dynamic landscape means now. You're in Reykjavik, which is a small city. It feels like a village almost, and it's charming and great. And then you start driving outside of Reykjavik, and the landscape changes every five minutes. Wow. You're looking at a volcano. You're looking at a forest. You're looking at a waterfall. You're looking at black sand beaches on a gorgeous lake and mountains. You can't believe it. Then there's wild horses uh, running by the car. Uh, it's, unbe- it's It's magnificent. Can't what, wait to go back.
1: What time of year did you go?
0: Uh, June.
1: June. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, Scotland. Tell me a little highlight about Scotland.
0: Wow, that, that's a gorgeous in a, in a very you know rugged way. Uh, and and you know that Edinburgh has those dark buildings, and it's very mm-hmm. you know you feel like you're 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 in a Shakespeare play almost, but by the setting. And and then again, the food there is such a great surprise. They have great seafood too. They have great. Uh, I don't have to tell you. You know what's good in Scotland? Scotch. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 Are you a Scotch so drinker?
0: I visited a distillery. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do drink a little Scotch. I'm not, you know, uh, crazy, but I do. the The flavor is is terrific to me. Eh, everything is worthwhile if it's delicious, right? So, it's so true. True. yes, I love it. I love, I love everything as long as it's good. And when you go to the source of a place, like I always like dreamed about it when I would drink Scotch with my friends at home, I would imagine the place where it's from. And in this episode, I get to go, I go to the Isle of Skye and visit a big distillery. And I drink right from the barrel of the It has to taste better. You know, it tastes, I don't know if it's a mind trick or it really does taste better, but it doesn't matter because the effect is the same. It's incredible.
1: That sounds amazing. It really does sound amazing. what, what on all of these destinations in the seventh season surprised you the most? What was something, the moment, the place, who you were with, yeah. that was really yeah. like wow to you?
0: I think Kyoto. I think Kyoto because it's, it's the moment you get there. I've never used the word serene to describe a place. Mm-hmm. And now I understand it. Uh Japan was bombed terribly during World War 2 we all know that but they left Kyoto alone hmm. because it had no military value because it's it was uh the ancient capital of Japan and it was the you know the spiritual and artistic center of Japan and so there's over 2000 ancient shrines and temples in this city wow. imagine walking down the street and turning the corner and seeing not just this gorgeous temple, ancient Japanese temple that's a thousand years old, but all the grounds around it, like a full forest around it, mm-hmm. and manicured uh, like so delicately and beautifully. But that's the Japanese attitude towards everything. Yeah, whatever they focus on, they perfect. It
1: seems. Love it. Love it. We are seven seasons in and we're talking to Phil Rosenthal. The new season of Somebody Feeds Phil is now available on Netflix. You know, in addition to traveling and filming, Phil, you've spent the last year or so meeting thousands of people, especially uh, on your ambitious an evening with Phil Rosenthal of Somebody Feed Phil Live Nation, Live Nation Entertainment Tour, which you're bringing here to Chicago on Saturday, May 4th to the Chicago Theater.
0: Oh, well, that's a big date for me. Come on, that's that's going to be amazing. Yeah. The Chicago Theater, I can't even believe it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that must have been fun. I mean, because you're, you're always traveling and meeting people, but this is on kind of a different level, isn't it?
0: Well, yeah. the audience comes, they see a little highlight reel for a few minutes of the show, and then I come out with uh, a moderator. We talk for about a half an hour, and then the whole rest of the show, another half hour, 40 minutes, is Q&A with the audience. And I love that the most because you never know what you're going to get. And yes, I can answer any question about the show about everybody loves Raven, but I can also, uh, I can give you marriage advice,
1: (laughs) advice about your
0: kids, relationships, whatever you want. I'm here for you. And then there's a meet meet and greet.
1: Oh, fun. Okay.
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, meet and greets available to, I think a hundred people a show. Uh, and I'm, I'm, thrilled to do it.
1: Love that. Love that. And you know it's really great. We were talking off air a little bit about our crazy weather we've been having here, but you're you're coming at a good time. May's not going to be there's going to be no snow in May here in Chicago.
0: I'm so excited. (laughs) I wish I had more time yeah, but uh, I think I have a show on either side. Like the night before, I'm in another city, and I the night after, am. I'm in another
1: city. Yeah, but I'll squeeze in a meal or two. There you go. I hope so. I hope so. All right. So tell me about this at new at least a hot dog. At least, a... <laughs> at least a hot dog. Do you have like a favorite must <laughs> must hit place when you come here? Like as far as the food, do you want the the beef sandwich, the hot dog, the pizza? Like what's what's more traditional Chicago that you m- kind of must have when you're here.
0: This is torture to decide. Yeah, it really is. I, I love Chicago so much. I know you saw the Chicago episode. You see mm-hmm. how much I love it. It's one of the early ones, yeah. Uh I'm gonna say in this order pizza, hot dog, beef.
1: Okay. Alright.
0: That's my Yeah. If I ha so if I have to have only one thing. It's pizza. Uh yeah, it's got I don't know, it's tough between pizza and hot dog. I don't know. <laughs>
1: It's, it's very true. I might have to have both. That's true. That's true. Um, you have a new children's book that's, that's coming out. Uh, just tried. it. It's called Written with Your Daughter Lily. Um, yes. How did that book come about? And Tell us a little bit about that.
0: She said, you have a lot of kids who like the show, and you're good with the kids. Why don't you write a children's book? And mm. I said, yes, if you do it with me. Mm, love that. And so we did it. It's loosely based on our own relationship. It's about a dad who eats everything and his little girl who won't try anything. And so <laughs> just try it.
1: I love it. I love it. And doing a project with your daughter, that's got to be very special, right?
0: It really is. I uh, couldn't love her more. She's my girl. And uh, I just, what a joy it's been, not just to do the book, but to go through all the steps, you know, finding the illustrator, seeing the cute drawings, and seeing, and then, and then, you know, working with the publisher, Simon & Schuster, and how excited they are and then going on a little book tour with her. You know, we're, oh. we're, we're, I don't think we're, we get to go to Chicago, but, uh, man, it's very sweet. We're going to see the kids and even go, drop in schools and read the book to the kids.
1: We like all that. Um, I, I must tell you, you know, I think everything that you've touched and everything that you have done, you know, it just shows such you're such a great storyteller in every single thing that you do so entertaining in, in your sitcom work on this show you know it's it's always a pleasure to watch you do what you do sir
0: well, that's the nicest thing I ever heard. Thank you.
1: Absolutely. Well, you can see more, Phil, doing just that in the seventh season of Somebody Feed Phil now on Netflix. And you can see him here in Chicago. He's got a tour uh, just for that on Saturday, May 4th. And you can check things out at uh, the Chicago Theater, com. Phil, thank you. Always a pleasure spending some time with us. And I can't wait to see you this spring.
0: Oh, my pleasure, my friend. You take care.